Welcome to the Chocolate Cake Bites podcast. This is a podcast where we will discuss the sweet nuggets of goodness that come from living the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Ken Williams. The opinions, attitudes, thoughts, and ideas that we discuss are those of the hosts and guests and are not necessarily a reflection of the actual doctrines of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thanks for listening and enjoy this week's conversation. And this is one I've been um, kind of struggling with a little bit. And uh, that's for a couple of reasons. Number one, you if you listen uh, regularly and you usually expect these to come out Friday mornings, you'll notice that it is not Friday morning. It is actually Sunday morning as I'm recording this. And for a couple of reasons, I um, <laughs> didn't get anything out Friday morning. Uh, one of the big reasons is I've been, like I said, I've been kind of struggling with this. And uh, <laughs> so I'm going to share a little bit about my personal struggle and um, kind of where I've landed. So June in the United States is Pride Month. And in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that's a little bit of a um, topic that a lot of people like to be cautious of because there are um, maybe attitudes or opinions or ideas or thoughts or uh, expectations or assumptions that people make based on whether or not you identify as being uh, pride aware. I don't know what the right words are. I'm just going to use things to make things up. Um, The rainbow is a uh, symbol for the LGBTQ movement. And so I noticed uh, I'll call Annette out on this because I noticed it on her Facebook profile that she changed her profile picture to include a uh, little pride symbol at the bottom of her um, her image. And um, for those of you who know me personally, <laughs> I don't know if I've talked about this before, I um, wear matching ties and socks on Sundays. If you ever have a chance to meet me, it is rare that my socks don't match my tie. This is something that I have just had a little bit of fun with. So I've got all sorts of different things. People have asked, where do this, uh, where do you get your matching socks and ties? And I just find socks that I really like. And then I find ties that I really like that happen to match the socks. So there's not, there's a website, one website that I found that I bought, uh, I think I have two ties from and they're fantastic, but that's only two ties. <laughs> that gets me through half the month. And so I've been, um, as I've accumulated things, but I've had some donations. I got a tie from my son, Brennan, and his girlfriend for my birthday. I think they gave me a Tabasco tie. I don't have any Tabasco socks, but I do have chili pepper socks. So I think that's, even though the colors aren't exactly right, it's a decent match. I've got... Uh, We've talked in past episodes about my fascination and love for cows. For Christmas a couple years ago, Allison and Justin gave me a cow print tie with matching cow print socks. And I happen to have a rainbow tie. I got it because it was colorful and not because of any specific affiliation or belief or um, standard or uh, anything. And then for 
uh, some random reason. I don't remember if there was even a specific reason. I got a pair of rainbow socks. So I've got a, pa- a pair of, uh, I've got a matching set, rainbow tie and socks. Now, June last year, June 2020, I there was a Sunday that I decided to wear my matching rainbow tie and socks. Not for any specific reason other than just because I was aware that it was Pride Month and I thought, I'm just going to, I'm just going to wear it. I just was really curious to see what the reaction was. There is a sister that I ran into who I know a little bit about her family and she has members of her family that identify with the LGBTQ movement. And so she just looked at me. There wasn't any conversation. She just uh, gave me the nod with a, uh, she mouthed the words, Thank you. So let me tell you what I think pride (laughs) means. This may be our most controversial episode ever. It may not be. Maybe you'll identify with some of the things that I talk about. And I'm going to expand where I'm going with with this in just a few minutes. But here's what I, here's where I've landed. This is where I've been. I've been spending a lot of my mental energy over the last few days. Number one. What do I believe personally? I am not going to get into that. I'm not going to discuss what I believe about people's affiliation or identification, whether it's in the gender dysphoria area or the same-sex attraction area or the um, transgender area. I have interacted with people across the spectrum. I have... uh, interact with people both in church settings, in work settings, in social settings. And um, if you think that I'm trying to avoid confrontation, I will say you can believe whatever you want, but the answer is I don't know what I believe. I don't know what the right answer is. So I am committing to no answer. (laughs) I'm committing to nothing at all. But when it comes to, let's just use church as our, our setting. When it comes to church, I know that there are people who struggle with other things. With um, Even if they don't personally identify, personally con- connect with the LGBTQ community or the movement, they certainly know people who do. There are people that I know who have children that are in this category. There are people that I know who have, uh, in some cases, spouses that are in this category. Uh, there are people that I know who have um, parents in this category. Uh, they have certainly coworkers or school friends. And so the question that I want to be able to answer, that I feel comfortable answering, is how do I want to be? How do I want to show up for people. In some cases, people are struggling because they don't feel accepted, because they don't feel uh, loved. They don't feel like they are uh, safe. And so there was a conversation that I had with Annette at one point, and she told me that uh, many times she will wear a pride pin, a lapel pin, that is, and I don't know if she said it was a heart or a rainbow, but it's the rainbow colors that certainly represents pride. 
and um, and when I say pride, I mean the LGBTQ uh, community pride. And she does that because she wants people to know she is a safe place. And I love that. I want people to know that I'm a safe place. And what that means to me is if some, and, and just to be clear, this is not just an LGBTQ issue. I want to be a safe place for anything. If somebody has uh, a different understanding of faith, if somebody has a um, difficult experience with family, I want to be a safe place. I want to be a place, a person that people can come to and they can feel loved, accepted, uh, embraced, they can feel like they are valid, that they are uh, important, that they're worthy, that they have worth. And so if I, if I expand that to what I think the Savior would do, is I think that he would love and embrace and accept. Now, notice I didn't say endorse or condone, or um, I don't even know what else to, to say, what other words to use. But I'm not saying, because I don't know where I, I don't, I don't know where I land on some of this. I don't understand some of these things. Um, I don't understand. It, it, it does not relate to any experience that I've had to have uh, an issue with gender dysphoria. It, th that is something I don't know that I can even imagine. So for somebody who is going through that, do I want to be judgmental, critical, harsh, um, unkind, or do I want to be kind and welcoming and accepting of the person, not necessarily of the choices? And the answer that I've come up with is I want to be kind. I want to be accepting of the person. I want people to feel like um, I'm a safe place. I had an interesting experience a couple days ago. I was, I happened to be in a place where the wedding of a friend was happening. I was invited to the wedding. My schedule did not connect. It did not um, allow for me to actually attend the ceremony, but I was adjacent. I was close. I was, uh, I had a conflicting appointment on my schedule that um, prevented me from attending the, the ceremony. And, but I was around at the very beginning, early, early stages, uh, when they were doing photos and things like that. And I was around at the very, very end during the cleanup after the, the reception. And I was able to connect with some of the family that I knew, uh, had known for many years. And the uh, interaction that I had was fascinating because um, there was an individual who came to me and we just had a very short conversation as I walked uh, <laughs> really through the, uh, the wedding photo area. And found out later on, as Marcin had had an opportunity to connect with her as well, the impact that our family had had on this family. And this is a family that I'd not seen for many, many years. Uh, they had moved away from the area 
And I had no idea. In fact, she said that she was just in a um, really bad mental and emotional state because of some of the, the family dynamics that were going on at the time. And then, in her words, the way that she said this to Marcin was, and then she saw me coming up, and I had this calming presence for her. And to know that, that, that I can have that kind of an impact on somebody, my question for myself is, do I want to be the calming influence for somebody in their life? Do I want to be a person who feels increased levels of peace when they're in my presence? Or do I want to be judgmental and harshly critical because they're making decisions that I don't personally agree with? Which may be the case. And the answer that I have concluded (laughs) for myself is I want to be somebody who emanates peace. I want to be somebody with whom people can feel that they're deeply loved. I want to be somebody who accepts people for who they are. At the same time, so Marcin and I are, are again, we're at the very tail end of this, the ceremony, the reception, everything has ended. It's concluded. People are, are uh, now just cleaning up. And we ended up talking to another person, another person that I had not seen for many, many years. And this is a person who used to uh, identify (laughs) as a member of the church, the same church that I belong to, who has decided that this is not the path that she wants to follow. And she describes a little bit. I do not know details. I don't care about details. Uh, They're not important to me. But she outlines a few things that prompted her decision to stop attending the church where I affiliate and her path that went, that took her through a period of uh, agnosticism, maybe atheism. Maybe she, I, I'm not sure exactly where her belief system was, whether she just didn't care or whether she truly believes that there was no deity, but she then found that there is a strength as she develops a relationship with Christ. And she found that through a different religion. So again, how do I want to be? I I absolutely have some beliefs about um, the ordinances and covenants that are available in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I believe that there is authority. I believe that there are prophets on the earth who can lead us and guide us. But I also believe that There are, there is no, I want to make sure I say this right. <laughs> I probably won't. So at the time when Christ returns to the earth, I don't think that the sifting that will happen is going to be based on religious affiliation. I think that the sifting, the righteous will be based on actions. The unrighteous will be based on actions. I don't think membership in a specific church is going to guarantee that you are counted among the righteous or that membership with a specific religious group will guarantee 
that you are counted among the wicked. I believe that personal behavior is going to be the the foundation for that decision, which means if somebody leaves the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the church where I affiliate, because they can have a better relationship with their Savior in a different way, I'm going to let that happen. And what I mean by that is I have decided that I'm going to withhold my judgment. I'm not going to um, withhold, because a lot of times when we, when we, we impose our judgment, we're withholding our kindness. We're withholding our love. Um, I have seen situations in families where somebody leaves the faith that the family identifies with, and so the child has been removed from the family. You're not accepted here. And I've seen this in various uh, faith traditions. It's not just one. But I've seen that uh, there are families who do not acknowledge the existence of children or parents who have left the the traditional uh, faith system. So again, the question that I that I, I have been struggling that I've been struggling with probably not the right way of saying it. I've been I've been pondering. I've been spending a lot of time thinking about this. When a group of of people that are close to me decide to believe something different than what I believe. How do I want to handle that? And this is a tough one because the um, there are things going on in my uh, family life right now that are playing out in this. And um, I still think, <laughs> as hard as it is, I still think the right answer is to be kind. And... Um, So my behavior, I try to be kind. And when I can't be kind, then I, I personally step away so that I don't say something unkind or say something that's going to um, create a division or a rift that I don't, I really don't want. So happy Pride Month. The question that I have for you is how do you want to be and who do you want to be? And I don't have the answer for you. That's something that you're going to have to come up with yourself. And I've, I, I absolutely believe that you can love a person without endorsing, without condoning, without uh, embracing behavior that you don't uh, agree with. Um, that's where we talk about boundaries. But... We can still allow people to feel like we are a safe place, that we are a place of um, love and protection. We can let them know through our actions, through our interactions, that we are uh, a conduit of the Savior's love. That's how I want to be. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect at that, but that's how I want to be. So there you go. Thanks for your patience. And let me figure some of this out. 
I'm still working, still working on it. So maybe there'll be more later, but in the meantime, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Chocolate Cake Bites. Please like, share, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear your comments and ideas, and you can reach out to me at ken at chocolatecakebites.com. And before you end the day, take a few minutes to consider, who do you know who needs chocolate cake? <laughs>